Did you get Higuain's jersey this time? No, fuck that guy, man. <laughs> Bro, th- this guy's this guy's so pathetic. I don't know. You know, you're like you know, Miami is a team that's I don't think like in my opinion they're probably gonna be one of the bottom teams. I think this season just because of their budget problems and and the fact that yeah, I don't think they they have that much quality in their team. In this. Oof, 10 days off and some bulletin board material. Chris, I think we're ready. We are ready to watch into Miami again. I mean, what? These guys are are sniffing DC's crotch. Of course <laughs> we're ready. I know. He's talking shit about how we're going to be at the bottom of the table. They're way below us. So uh, welcome to episode number 13 of Battered Herons. I am your host, Daniel Granada, along with my co-host here, Chris. And how are you, sir? How was your last? I feel like we haven't done this in forever. Yeah, I, it definitely does feel like forever, but this is this is a great way to come back with those fighting words and and those measly 28 goals for that they got. I mean, I'm ready for it. Well, definitely not the the most I mean, I mean, I don't want to say that we're the best team, but I mean, I really don't feel like we should be scared of going into Chicago and getting a dub, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh so I wanted to ask you first, how is it that you spent this time away from uh from soccer because i mean i haven't necessarily been away from soccer actually it's been a little torturous because although i haven't watched all the games i have been watching it just slide down in the rankings so we yeah. were in seventh the last time we recorded we haven't played a game since then and now we find ourselves in ninth place so uh what you've been doing over this last week or so I mean, I've been trying to catch up on, on uh, you know, vacation time. Also, in the meantime, I've been watching some soccer as well, just trying to see where we stand in the last week and a half that we've, that we've been off. Uh, you know, the Open Cup, which to me was just a disaster. Oh, oh um, man, that was rough. That was, that, rough. that was extremely rough. I can't believe that. But, you know, um, it's good to see some other action where you're not as invested and you're kind of just looking at it as a as a as a casual fan just seeing some of the teams where they sort of volley in the in the standing so you know soccer this past week and a half it's actually been pretty good pretty entertaining well before we get into soccer and into miami specifically i wanted to start off with the comments it basically started off our show today for those of you that don't know fabian herbers i don't blame you because he's really not that important uh, he has his own podcast for some as reason. Because of Herb. <laughs> nice play on words there, Chris. Uh, <laughs> he's been in the league since like 2016. He's been with the Fire since like 2019. I had to look this up. 2019. Since 2019, he has, I think it's eight goals. And Higuain has nine goals just this season. So you can see where the pecking order is. And, uh, yeah. you know, he was, he was a little sour because he couldn't get that Higuain jersey that he wanted so bad after the game. And, you know, I mean, I, I just thought that it was funny that, that he was talking about how poor the Miami is going to be and it kind of came around to bite him in the ass. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely super sour about not having this amazing jersey exchange with uh, one of the greater players that he's probably ever played against in his entire existence. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just gas bagging here, but 
you know, this guy was super like a baby. It was really bad. Well, he usually comes off the bench, but he started the last two games. So there's oh, a nice. good chance that, him. that him. Yeah, it's, it's a good chance that him and Iguain run into each other at some point during the game. I mean, they're both forwards, so they won't have too many interactions. But I'm kind of curious. Uh, do you think Iguain even knows about those comments? Oh, no. There's no way. No, but, no, no. You know, first of all, first of all, I I can imagine that someone in in bypass just told him, "Hey, look, there's this guy out of Chicago that's talking crap about you," and Iguain. I can imagine it's just like, "Who's this guy? Like, who is this I mean, guy?" It would be hypocritical for me to criticize him talking crap about Iguain because I talk so much crap about Iguain. So I really can't say too much on that aspect. But as far as him trashing Miami and saying that they're gonna end up in the bottom of the league. I mean that that was my favorite part because yeah, he said I mean, they're gonna end up in the bottom and that we have no quality. There's no quality on this team. But look at Chicago. Look at yeah, your team. Yeah. Your team's trash. Trash. How many, have, how many goals have you scored, my guy? This For your season, team. I think he might have he might have won this season. He might I mean, have won and that, as a team, I think they have twenty eight goals in twenty nine games. Ugh. I mean, we got him talking a bunch of crap. We got fans I see on Twitter telling me to look out for Coco. Like, I've been looking, and he I can't find him. Where in the world is Coco San Diego? I mean, no. I can't find that guy. So no, I, I'm listening. Stop, stop hating on Coco. Coco's no. done absolutely nothing wrong. I mean, look, you know, people wanting to get Phil fired. And, I mean, it, this is just a disaster out here in the Internet. Now, Twitter's definitely a horrible place to be and with some yes, horrible takes. But, you know, you, you got to have some thick skin to be on Twitter. Well, speaking of horrible taste, one thing that I really, really wanted to talk about. Uh -huh. Oh, I thought you said. Well, it's hard takes and hard taste. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, terrible taste. My apologies. Uh, I want to talk about the taste of all these people in damn Chicago. Okay. Let, 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 we, I think we need to put a disclaimer out there. Chicago is a beautiful city. But I have a feeling that we're about to shit on Chicago for the next 30 to 40 minutes. Their team and their whatever you're about to talk about. Well, I, I definitely want to shit on Chicago for a little bit, and especially something that really, really was a, a big peeve to me when I went out to Chicago. So, look, all over the world, everybody enjoys a, a, a nice hot dog, okay? And I don't hate Chicago as a city. Chicago as a city isn't bad, right? But when you're forcing me, Where's the picture? You have the picture here, Danny. You have the picture. Oh, let's, let's, uh, when, the picture. You, when you as a city, I, I took this picture at the airport when I was coming back from Chicago a, a month or so ago. When you as a city are forcing me, okay, to for not those of you that are listening and can't see the picture because you're not watching on YouTube. Yeah, let me read it for them, Chris. It's go ahead, a go big ahead. sign, and it says it is considered bad manners and harmful to your taste buds to put ketchup on your hot dog within the city limits of Chicago. Listen, uh, fuck that. I'll fight everybody <laughs> over there. If the, if you believe in this, line up because I'm fighting you, okay? <laughs> Don't you dare force me to not have ketchup on my hot dog, okay? That is one of the most awkward things I've ever seen, honestly. When you showed me that, I just I've never heard of such a thing. Like, what is a Chicago hot dog then? Listen, the Chicago hot dog is a hodgepodge of vegetables that are cut terribly, okay? okay? They put 
They put quarter-sized long pickles on the hot dog. They put random peppers. They don't even chop the tomatoes in pieces. They just chop them in slices of halves, throw it on top of the hot dog with a bunch of other crap. Listen, I'm looking at you guys in Chicago, okay? I don't play that shit, all right? Don't force me to have big-ass pickles in my hot dog, and don't force me to put no ketchup on my shit. Do they put mustard at least? I think they do put mustard. But you know what's weird? I go to to Portillo's in Chicago, which isn't a bad establishment. But then I go. No idea what that is. But then I go over to watch a baseball game. The Cubs were coincidentally playing the Miami Marlins. So I went over to the ballpark. And their Chicago hot dog is different than the Chicago hot dog at Portillo's. What kind of shit is that, Chicago? So get your shit straight. So what's the real Chicago hot dog then? I feel like you need to invest. I don't even know. I don't even. I, Chicago doesn't even know. That's the, you guys are a bunch of bums, a bunch of weirdos, is what you are, and and real salty about not getting a jersey swap. Get out of here! I just looked up the picture of a, a Chicago hot dog, and let me tell you something. It has straight full tomatoes inside the hot dog. Complete full. They literally cut half of a whole tomato and just slap it on your hot dog like that. A half that's of ugly. a whole tomato. That's what you eat with your hot dog. How would you like that? Uh, no, not at I'm all. Not a weirdo. Ugly. Yeah, yeah. You Chicago's... are a little bit of a weirdo, but that is ugly. Yeah. Chicago's I mean, but they also they also not I mean not to spend too much time on, on talking food, but they also do this whole lasagna pizza thing, this whole deep dish. I'll never understand <laughs> the deep dish. I'll never understand. Once you have to take a, a a spoon and a fork to your to your hot dog, it's no longer. I mean, sorry, to your pizza, it's no longer a pizza anymore. It's not so a pizza. It, it's a lasagna. It is a little um, moving on. So we haven't played in like a million days. And by the time we hit the field, it'll be 10 days. And we are no longer in the playoffs, Chris. So after it's a scary sight. Yeah. After the last few weeks, or I'm sorry, the last few games, uh, we've dropped down in ninth place. So as you can see, you can't see Chicago in there because Chicago is just in the dumps. But we are now in ninth place. And we're basically, I feel like it's a three-team race for the seventh seed. And you know it whose is. fault is it? Whose fault is that? NYCFC. They've played just about every team that's ahead of us, and they have been yet able to beat them. And I'm not sure. What the F? Like, please help us out here. I think they're purposely doing that. Oof, your, your mic sounds loud. Um well, we are now in ninth place, but we have Chicago coming up. And when you look at this, we have New England and Cincinnati directly ahead of us. But luckily, we have one game in hand. We've only played 28. They've played 29. So if we can take care of business against Chicago, we'll have 39 points. And we'll be basically in seventh place again because we have more wins than the other two if we win. So yeah, of we're course. still we're, we're technically still kind of controlling our own destiny. But we got to get this win against Chicago. Well, the win against Chicago is definitely going to be crucial, especially in the running for the team that we're trying to we're trying to get ahead of a lot of people here. We're trying to catch up basically from all the time lost, all the games that have been played. And 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 I mean, look, it's like you said, I think that it is in our hands. Our destiny is definitely in our hands. It's just about, you know, seizing the opportunity against the teams that, that are presented in front of us for the next couple of weeks. 
Well, luckily, when we come back, we're now going to have Pozuelo back. Iguain should be back. And I mean Iguain back as in when he has Pozuelo behind him, he plays a lot better. So this is a different Iguain that we're going to see. And um, the one question mark I really have is who are we going to see at goalie? Like, would you rather see Calendar or Marsman? Because I'm not really sure where we're going at this point. Well, I mean, as far as the goalie is concerned, I've felt pretty comfortable as a fan watching Drake play goalie. I feel like he's been playing pretty well. I mean, you know, obviously he's not playing super great. He doesn't have a lot of clean sheets. Uh, but I've felt pretty comfortable with him. Not, I don't feel as comfortable with Marsman playing goalie, but I did watch an interview that he did have uh where, where I'm assuming he's taking the starting role for the next game. Uh, Phil Neville also mentioned that he's riding with Nick Marsman. So I believe that in the next game, we're going to be seeing Marsman playing goalie. Um, I, I got to imagine that this is this is taking a toll on on Drake Callender, you know, especially when it comes to. Yes, for sure. Well, l- let's get into that a second. And let me ask you, if you had to choose, who do you think the better goalie is? And I, and I don't mean overall. I mean, just. As far as just blocking shots, who do you think you would rather back there? I mean, I'd feel more comfortable with Drake Callender playing goalie. I, I really would. I, you know, you're talking about where Nick Marsman, he had uh, an injury. He's still having sort of like back spasms or back issues or something. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is he 100%? Like, what are we doing here? Are we playing him because. Uh, Drake Callender has gotten, you know, goals scored on him. Uh, games haven't been turning our way. Uh, you know, has Nick Marsman showed a, a, a drastic improvement in training and practices? You know, uh, what what's the deal here? Like, I feel like the fans haven't been given an answer on why this change occurred. Well, I would assume that it has a lot to do with the fact that Marsman's better with his feet, better at getting the ball out to his his center backs and his wings, or even Mota when he tracks back for the ball, because he's better with his passing. That that's yeah, we've well established that. Yeah. But does it really make enough of a difference to put somebody in just because they're better with their feet when your position is to block shots? And I feel like Drake Callender does that better. Like I know Drake Callender doesn't have a lot of clean sheets, but that's also because our back line has been so poor this year. Yes, it has. Damian Lowe has been up and down. Damian Lowe's had some great games, but he's also had a lot of bonehead games. Yeah. So I, I can't put that all on Drake Callender. And I get that it, it's great to get the ball out, you know, with your feet to, to your guys a little more efficiently and accurately. But as far as contributing to the offense, I've heard some people say that that helps offensively. But does it that much to the point where you rather have that over Drake? Like last game, Marsman started. We didn't score last game, so it yeah. so it didn't contribute that much, did it? What sort of difference does it make to have a better passing goalie than it is to have a worse passing goalie? And it's like you said, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it contributes much. I get if it if you're playing against a team that presses a lot, like the Red Bulls, like that that was a pain in the ass because they were really pressuring our back line and Drake, but. I mean, in reality, I don't think it makes that big of a difference. And I don't think Drake has played that poorly. I understand that the Red Bulls game, maybe he had one or two that maybe he should have stopped. But I don't think Marsman stops those either. So I think Drake should be there. I think maybe I think maybe the coaches might be looking at some sort of 
statistical analytic or whatever where when when uh drake calendar sends the the ball up in the air for a far pass uh i could see that maybe they look at that and say well half of those go back to the other team so essentially a ball that should be ours for the next possession goes back to the other team because of either the inaccuracy or because of the bad timing that's the only thing that I can really think of when it comes you remember, to his passing. Do you remember in a couple of weeks ago where he had that beautiful outlet pass to Lasseter? Yes. yes. And Lasseter, and Lasseter ruined that highlight for Drake because Drake yes. could have, that would have looked really good if he would have finished that. But, you know, Lasseter. Oh, for sure. Finish. But well, um, so, so, so you saying Marsman's going to start? Like you heard this? Yeah, so I was watching, I was watching uh, an interview. I guess the, the interview that they did after the – you know the fan night on uh, Wednesday or was it Tuesday? I'd like, to get in, I'd, I'd like to get into that also, but yeah, go ahead. Yes, for sure. And uh, and so, uh, Phil Neville was talking about it how uh, how Drake Calendar, you know, he's he's been playing well, but we're gonna start with Nick Marsman. He's feeling good. He's been practicing well, and all the uh... kind of coach speak that you're gonna be hearing. And then in the same token, in the same day, Nick Marsman was interviewed. And he also was sort of giving the the, the generic player speech, uh, you know. Oh well, you know, it's uh, I've been practicing, I've been getting better, and I've been, you know. But again, I just don't feel I don't feel comfortable no not knowing what the reason is. You know, that's that's my only deal with this whole switch. I mean, if you're gonna make it, make it, but at least give something up stating why we're doing this switch. No, because it, it, it depends, because. Depending on what he says, he might inadvertently be trashing Drake Calendar in a way and, and maybe be. ruining his confidence. And maybe he tells, you know, Drake in, in confidence and one-on-one, like, you know, need you to take a break because you're not playing your best right now. But he can't say that out loud because it's almost like trashing him. So maybe that's why he's not saying anything out loud. It could be. It could be. Now, before we move on, I would like to get into what you just brought up, which I completely forgot about, that, uh, that season ticket holder event. Yeah, that was that was rough. I mean, I wish I would have gone. It, well, well, that's very contradictory, but I, I kind of get what you're saying because we've been waiting as season, season ticket holders for an event all year, basically. Yeah, and they yeah. randomly throw it our way on a Tuesday. At what, at what time did it start? Like 6 or 7 o'clock? It was actually like, the the gates opened up at four. No, the, the the parking lot opened at four. Gates opened at five. Everything started a little bit after that. The player meet and greet started like at seven thirty. I ended up watching on Instagram, but they didn't finish. The last person, the last set of people, met players at like nine fifty p.m. I get that it's not easy to schedule something like this, but you were originally scheduled to play. Orlando over the weekend. Yeah. And that never happened. Yeah. Robbed. That would have been that would have been the day to give us something back. Like we were looking forward to that game. And now yes, we have to play sure. it during the weekday in October. And I get that it's not into Miami's fault because they didn't want that game to get rescheduled. Of but course. regardless, it happened. It happened. And a lot of people that wanted to go on the weekend might not make it now because it's a weekday on October 5th. So make it up to us and do this event on the weekend. But you did yeah. it on a Tuesday. We're called Inter Miami, not Inter Broward. Yes. For people down south, you live down in Homestead. 
I yeah. live in West Kendall, Southwest Kendall. So it's it's difficult to get up there after work against traffic, or I'm sorry, with traffic, going all the way up to basically North Broward to make it to these events. Yeah. So it was and, very frustrating that they did it on a Tuesday at six o'clock. Yeah, and especially especially like you said, during traffic, you have to plan that stuff, especially on a weekday for people that have kids. Uh, you know, do you want to take your kids and then get back home? Because it typically takes me an hour to get home. So let's just say, hypothetically speaking, I leave like at 930 from the from the park. I'm talking about getting home by 1030, 11 o'clock. I mean, it would have been killer. I mean, it would have been a good experience. I think regardless, it would have been a, a really nice experience. But it's like you said, if you're going to take away the Saturday game against Orlando City, they give us that day, you know, give us give us that time. But I think that was my biggest frustration with it. If if they took away that Orlando game, that was a weekend game. That's probably the biggest game of the year for most fans. That's the game I look forward to the most when Orlando comes down to visit us. And they took it away from us and they moved it into October on a weekday. So you now have this open date on the weekend. Yep. So fill it in for the fans with something that's interactive. This was a great event, but it should have been on Saturday. Oh my or God. Sunday. And if they would have had it on that Saturday. Where the where they were supposed to play Orlando City, the show out would have been probably five to ten times better. Of course, and then the meet and greets would have been. I mean, obviously the lines would have been longer for the meet and greets. But yes, you know, if if you're trying to appease the fans and trying to give us something as a season ticket holder, what have I gotten? Yeah, I got a yeah. pizza. I got a pizza party back in February. I got a couple slices of pizza. I think I got a couple free Heinekens. A and couple that was beers. That's what I've gotten as a season ticket holder. And Cafe Butelo not made by Abuelas. Not, and I got to pay for that. I got to pay for my parking. Parking isn't included. Yeah, yeah. So as a season ticket holder, that had me pretty peeved. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting a lot of the benefits that you were anticipating. And Abuelas are not making the coffee still. So that's a huge problem. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, we're not even yeah. we're not even getting free And we parts. still don't have Noah Allen. And we don't, and we still don't have Noah Allen starting. I mean, what's going on yeah. here, guys? He's not even on the bench. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that 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 was my my couple minute rant because that, that had me really frustrated because I really wanted to take my kids out for that, but you know I couldn't. All right, so let's get into this upcoming game against uh, Chicago. So basically, Chicago isn't very good. No, I mean, not. that's just what it boils down to. Now. I'm going to give you a couple stats, right? And just outside of just the fact that they've only scored 28 goals in 29 games. Their last five games, they haven't won a game. All right? So they're winless. Let me pull this up real quick. So they haven't won a game in their last five, right? Now, the last game they played was a draw. Yeah. They, they drew against New England. Um and actually, no, the last two games were draws. They drew against William and they drew against Columbus. But that's not the best part. So they have eight wins, 13 losses, and eight draws. Out of those eight draws, Chris, <laughs> and listeners, seven of those have been 0-0 draws. Yuck. These guys. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is how they're in the playoff picture. Because they're pretty good defensively. And they're I'm pretty gonna tell good you at being... Yeah. They, they, basically, they just grind it out. It's like, we're not going to score, but guess what? You're not scoring either. And they just grind out 0-0 draws. They got seven 
zero zero draws. It is brutal. It's gonna be such a disaster. And we're playing. Of a game. We're playing against. We're playing against track stars. <laughs> That's what nah. we're doing. No, nah, but the reason that they've uh, managed to get these draws is they're really not that good, but they have this goalie, Gaga. Gaga Solina or Solino or something like that. Yeah. This kid is a problem. He is a problem. He has 12 clean sheets. Ooh. He is a beast. He's 18 or 19 years old. And once this season's over in January, he's going over to Chelsea. Ooh. So he is a baller. It's hard to get the ball past him, as you can see by all the clean sheets and all the draws that they've benefited from. And this is going to be the guy that we, we need to get past because he is the key to them either getting a draw, a 0-0 draw, or somehow squeaking out a win because he is the reason that they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Or, in the, yeah, in the playoff race at least. Yeah, I mean, if he's because he's stopping everything and his team his team can't, can't score a goal if the ocean was in front of them and the ocean was the goal. I mean – the only thing that I see going for them offensively is that they got a, a guy with the last name Duran. So there you go. <laughs> you know, everybody well, else like uh, let everybody know that that your name is Duran. Yeah, yeah, that's my last name. Don't wear it out. It's the greatest of all time. But uh, other than him, and he's a forward too. Maybe they should put him in in front of Herbs. Well, Herbs, I don't. Know. He started the last two games supposedly. So we'll see if he starts again. They have this guy named Shakiri who has the biggest calves you will ever yes. see in your life. And he's good. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, but he's been on the bench the last couple of games. I'm not sure what exactly he I mean, he is most of the offense. I mean, out of the 28 goals that they've scored, he's been involved in 15 of them. And for some reason he's been benched the last couple of games. So I'm I'm not sure what's going on in Chicago. I just know that they're basically just living off their their goalie. Out of those 28 goals, seven of them have been off of headers. So that's one in every four goals. So they're obviously just not – they're not working it around. They're just crossing and, and guess hope for a header. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not really worried about this team scoring too many goals. My worry is, is Pozuelo and Iguain going to be able to create at least one or two against Gaga? Well, and look, you know, to, to, not, to not throw much – too much shade on this team. Uh, oh, even throw though the shade they, you want. Even though they are pretty terrible, defensively they're they're not bad, and and then on top of that, they like you said they don't allow goals mainly because their goalie is a monster. Um, he is, you know. I, I mean, other than that, I, I I'm looking at their team and and I see that uh, the highest. I, I'd, I'd say he's the best goalie in MLS right now. And and he could be, he could be. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as goals are concerned, this guy uh, Prisbito, uh, I can't believe I actually got close to saying his name. He's the highest goal scorer with five. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, no, they, they're they're rough offensively. They're rough, man. Like I was looking at their stats, and like as far as like passes and all that other all those other stats, they're middle of the pack in mo- almost all of them. But well, they 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 can't finish. They finished. Well, I mean, the sad part is, is that they're middle of the pack, but they're they're down there in the in the jockstrap land with DC United. You know, but you know, DC they're, they're United, really, uh huh. DC United got they have four more goals than than Chicago does. Yeah, no, no. This team is by far the worst as far as um, offensive scoring, right? But 
I mean, if they were to manage to pull off a a win on what, Saturday, they would end up with 35 points and they'd just be a point behind us. Yeah, so, that's, that's how crazy it is. So, I mean, the East is still tight and all those draws that they've mustered out, seven scoreless draws have led them <laughs> to the point where if they get just one win, they're just a point behind us and they're right back in the race. So, I mean, I, I guess that's the good thing about being super mediocre. About yeah, just I being mean, middle of the pack and not getting scored on, not scoring. You're basically inviting all of your fans to come and watch you run a track on a green field. Good job, guys. Oh, but I, I mean, I, that, that's got to be rough to, to go and pay money. And then you're like, let's just hope for this one point because yeah. that's all we're going to get. Like, that, that's Seven scoreless draws. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. All right. So, what you looking forward to this game? Pozuelo's back. Campana's still not back. Well, I'm looking forward to, for sure. I mean, just like everybody else here in Miami is looking forward to Pozuelo coming back. I mean, we need that rejuvenation back on the team. Um, you know, as far as Campana, I, I do hear that he is getting better. He's recuperating very, very smoothly. Um, one of the things that Phil Neville mentioned was he didn't know uh, when the timetable would be. He didn't think it'd be Chicago. He thinks it would be the following game, um, but he he didn't see Chicago being a return timetable, which I, I don't see it either. I think it's the good. The following that game is the, like three or four days later. Yeah, but you know what? It's a home game. Uh, you're going to have Pozuelo coming back, Pozuelo and Higuain, you know, playing together again. Um, you know, you're going to need Campana to come off the bench anyway. So it's good right now. Use Gonzalo Higuain for the start and for as many minutes as you can in this game against Chicago, and then we'll see where Campana falls into the into the bricks. Do you think that we will allow a goal against this horrible offense? I mean, uh, that that's, that is... I don't think the reason so, I man. The reason I ask, okay? There's a reason I ask this. I feel like... When I've had, because I've heard a few people have this discussion about Marsman over Calendar, and I think it's unfair that Marsman's going to get to play against this Chicago team. Yeah, because I feel like there's a good chance that you get a clean sheet one way or another because this team just doesn't score. Yeah, yeah. So Marsman's going to come out of this looking like a like, a like an all star. Yeah, because because he's not going to allow. A goal. I mean, I hope he doesn't allow a goal. Right, a lot of goalies haven't allowed goals against this team, so. I feel like this is this should be Calendar's game. Let him get his confidence back up, get this clean sheet under his belt, and let's keep going because we need some more clean sheets for Calendar. Well, let me tell you, that would be a shame if they were to uh, secede a goal uh, or if they were to not secede a goal. It, and, and it would be even worse if they were to get scored on Marsman after returning that would be such a bad look for him. It would be terrible to to get scored on, not just scored on period, but scored on by Chicago, aka Chicago track team. <laughs> so tell me, what do you think? What what do you think is going to happen this Saturday? You think we're going to get the dub? Uh, I think we're well for sure. We need it, and especially to give a separation right. from, yes. especially to give a separation from from these guys out here that eat weird hot dogs. But uh, um, I think I think I see that that the team can be able to score at least two goals. 
Um, I, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it very even keel and not overreact. I think we're gonna win two goals to zero. Okay. Well, a couple of things. You know we're a horrible road team. Yes. You know that we've never won a game by more than one goal on the road. Actually, we've only won two road games, period. But both of them have been won by one goal. Um, I don't see us scoring two goals on this good defense on Gaga. What I'm hoping is that we somehow find a way to get this one goal, maybe some Iguain magic, Bosolo de Iguain. We get that one goal, and I, I, I'm hoping that we can keep them off the board because so many teams have been able to do that. Yeah. That if yeah. we're if we're gonna be a playoff team, we need to be able to keep this team off the off the board also to prove that we are a playoff team because. If this team scores on us and we don't walk away with three points, we might want to be looking at ourselves and be like, you know, maybe we aren't good enough to be in the playoffs. Well, I, I know that if we do lose this game, it's definitely going to be a long stare in the mirror, not just for Phil Neville, but for the whole team. Because uh, after that, the next couple games are going to be, uh, it's going to be under some real shaky, shaky, shaky ground. Uh, well, well, we need this W. Yeah, because let's say hypothetically we win, right? We have what thirty nine points at that point. Then we play against Columbus. So at that point, we'll have thirty nine. They have forty. I, I have to check to see who they play this week, but we'll be right on their tail again if we were to beat Chicago this game and beat Columbus yeah. next game, because yeah. at that point we're making up six points. We keep them at forty to forty three. And we're right back in the thick of things. So this Chicago game is a must, especially with, with Columbus coming, and they come in to play at our house. And you know we're one of the best home teams in the league. So this Chicago game is a must. I feel like it's almost like that San Jose game. We were going to go play it against is. San Jose, and we were making fun of how bad they are. This is kind of how I feel about Chicago. Like, they're a bad team. If we're going to be a playoff team, you need to beat Chicago because they're not very good. I don't care how many points they have. They've mustered it all, all out. With zero zero draws, seven yeah. of them. So that is why they are in the playoff hunt, and that doesn't scare me. We need to beat Chicago. And let me tell you, even if we draw against Chicago, right? That's even true. if we draw against them, that's still a really bad outcome for this that team. That is, that is, it, because it for sure is. We're, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to move from our spot any higher. We're not gonna be able to. I mean, we, we might sink lower depending on what Toronto does. Um, you know, Atlanta is the, creeping. The reason that I'm not too worried about Toronto is because we have two games in hand. They play two more games than we have. Yeah. So we can make up those points. Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago. I think just about everybody around us has played more games than us outside of Columbus. And we still play Columbus. So I still feel like we have a lot of control over this if we win. Draw against Chicago, that that is a big shot to your chances of making the playoffs. We yeah, need to is. take this up because I, just just that reason. Let's see who do we got this week. We got the Red Bulls are playing New England. The Red Bulls, I'm I don't know, I, I don't trust them too much, but we need them to be New England, which is in front of us. Yeah. Then we have Cincinnati, who's in seventh place right now, and they're playing against shitty ass San Jose. Yeah. So there's a good chance that Cincinnati beats uh, San Jose. There's a good chance that New England beats the Red Bulls. Philly's playing against Philly's playing against Orlando. 
which is good because I, I could see Orlando losing that game. And then Columbus, does Columbus not play? Oh, yeah, they play on Friday against Montreal. Okay, so that's good. Montreal's good. So if Montreal can at least get a draw out of this game, hopefully win. But if they get a draw, they'll be put Columbus at 41 points. Yeah. If we beat mm -hmm. Chicago, we'll be at 39. And then we play Columbus next. And we could jump them. So, again, crucial. We need these three points, especially if we have any chance of catching up to Columbus. Yeah, I mean, this is this is probably the must-win game, uh, you know, and not just because it's the next one, but it's because it's the must-win game, not just for our chances at this moment, but in order to proceed further, uh, you know, into our schedule with some momentum. No, for sure. Look, th th there's a couple must-wins on the on the schedule from here on out, and. I think to me the number one must win right now is going to be Chicago and then DC. Those yeah. two are must wins because those two teams are not very good. So at that point, you need to win these games because if you don't, you're proving that you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are those are in the bag games. They have to be in the bag. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else for the people, Chris? Chicago, figure out your hot dog situation or else we're fighting, okay? <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, with that, uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of days. We got going from no games to a few. Yeah, we